This week's topic is a very well-known American serial killer who has been able to do these crimes unbeknownst to the authorities. They even were able to communicate directly with them at times using cryptograms. In our podcast's first series, stay tuned to this episode and the next few weeks' worth of episodes to learn more about the Zodiac Killer and discover why I refer to him or her as Tyrone. Topics covered in our podcast from week to week may cover topics of murder, sexual assault, childhood trauma, addiction, and many other topics that may be triggering to some listeners. If any of these topics are triggering for you, we recommend listening with caution and maybe heading out after the weekly catch-up. If you are a new listener or a regular to our podcast, we thank you for your support and we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome Welcome back. back. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Indiana day or wherever you are. It did snow this week and it is May. So if you have any doubts or any type of wonder on how Indiana weather goes, it snows in May. Yeah. And if you thought that you wanted to live in Indiana, you don't. You don't. Yes, it is no joke. We are surrounded by fields of corn and we do get blizzard-like conditions on Mother's Day. So, take that with what you will. Anyways, we're free. Hopefully, you other college students are also free this week, as you should. Congratulations, you guys. Way to be. I don't know about you guys, but honey really put in the work. Still didn't do too well on finals, but we still got good grades. So hopefully you guys also ended out very strong also. (laughs) I would just like to give a huge shout out to um, my best friend over here for getting all A's. We love to see it. So proud. Honey, wasn't even going to say that because I didn't want to seem like it was going to be any type of way. But thank you. Oh, you don't have to be any type of way, but I'm very beyond proud of you. So, of course, I'm going to say it. Well, thank you. Um, Hopefully, all you guys out there are also thriving or living it up with your college degree paths and your finals. I know that I really was going through it. So, (laughs) honey needed to um, drink a couple Red Bulls a day um a couple energy bombs and we were living it up shout out to blended and healthies like and red bull if you're out there and you would love to sponsor us please please do do. even blended like good morning like we'll throw an ad on the front of this podcast don't you worry they sponsor me so i sponsored them at this point with the amount of cups that i had in my room just chilling and the ones in my car and people always go what's that and i go oh it's blended oh it's healthies like sweetie if you don't know what a peach ring energy bomb is, you're missing out. That's all I got to say. Shout out to Haley's Workplace also because she does work there. <laughs> yes, I do. Shout out Blended Energy. Honestly, it's my favorite job I've ever had. So, 
I also love everyone there. Literally adore all of them. They're the sweetest human beings. If you live in our area, go check them out. Highly recommend Blended or Healthies. They're kind of the same franchise. Just go for it. Just go get you one. Highly recommend. And this isn't even a sponsor. So like we just love them. So <laughs> so I went back to work today. Um, I don't know if anyone else returned back to their jobs that they had left after college. But might I say that I'm currently dying on the inside. I have four more days to work in a row. Um, at this moment, at the time of this uploading, it will be zero because I'll have the weekend off. Praise Jesus. But a sweetie is really, really going to be living it up this week. Honestly, I'm going to pray for you. Honestly, I would appreciate that. Because Lord have mercy, just my brain's tired. And I was almost like I couldn't like function. Or that's not the word I was looking for. Um, it was almost like I couldn't like, I was still in like school mode, if that makes sense. So like a sweetie was like just killing it. You know, like I got there this morning. I was like, yeah, good morning. Like I was literally running, like acting like I hadn't taken a month off. And then once I got the notification that, like, my final grades had been posted, like, my final grades had been posted, and I saw them and saw that, like, I ended up pulling everything through, a sweetie was, like, brain off, body off, could not function. And, like, this was at, like, 1.30 on lunch. So, like, sweetie still had, like, four hours to work. But, yeah, we love the pharmacy. Um, highly recommend. It's a great time. I do love my job, though. But it's very mentally exhausting sometimes, unfortunately. Sometimes I wish I could go live it up and blended with all of my friends. It's fine. <laughs> they wish you could be there too. But yeah, everyone, I hope you're having a great week. Hope that you've got some great weekend plans to go to. Living it up. It's supposed to be nice over here on Saturday, but it is Indiana and that can change. It's supposed to be like 64 and sunny. I am excited for one thing. Um, we're going to Raising Cane's next week. And if you don't know what Raising Cane's is, one. How dare you, honestly? Oh my gosh, they're chicken tenders. Can we talk about the chicken tenders for a minute? The lemonade, the front, the crinkle fries. They're the best crinkle fries I've ever had. The only crinkle fries that could even remotely compare for one minute is Shake Shack crinkle fries. And if you hadn't, oh my gosh, if you haven't divulged into Shake Shack crinkle fries, highly recommend. But Raising Cane's is better. No offense to Shake Shack. Love you the little most of your popcorn chicken slaps. But like Raising Cane's. That's the word. Thoughts, Haley. Opinions. Talk about it. We know you love it. Um, never had Shake Shack crinkle cut fries. Never had Shake Shack, so don't really know. To be fair, I did want to go there when we were, um, somewhere, but it just didn't, no one Was it when we it. were in Columbus? Yeah, because I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, they have a Shake Shack. And I was like. Yeah, and I wasn't for that. Yeah, and they have a bomb cookies and cream milkshake. Their chicken bites or pop, oh my gosh, popcorn chicken slap. Their crinkle fries are so good. I will say, though, their cookies and cream milkshake is good. But honestly, Chick-fil-A's is better. Um, And also, honestly, on another side note, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets are better. 
Um, and also on another side note, yeah, I think that was my last side note. <laughs> but please, um, but no, um, I think that raising canes is literally heaven on earth. So I'm very excited about that. And all of the serotonin. I'm more levels. excited that after we get raising canes, we can go across the the driveway and get um Krispy Kreme donuts. So see, I love that for you, but like Lord knows, I'm not gonna eat a donut. So, like, I'm very excited for you. Super happy for you. I know you love you a good old Krispy Kreme donut. But, like, I just mm, couldn't be me, you know? And I get a free one because I'm vaccinated, so. Honestly, I could get a free one, too, and I could always just give it to Paige, so. (laughs) Paige can get a free one, too. She's vaccinated, too. Oh. So, who can't get a free one? Any of our other friends. Oh, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, highly recommend go get your Urona vaccine. Go get your free Krispy Kreme donut. You know, you we love to see it. If you don't do it for your own health, do it for the Krispy Kreme. Exactly. Who doesn't love them a good free donut? I mean, I may not want a donut, but like if you don't want a donut, do it for someone who does want a donut, you know, as you should. And since John doesn't want his donut, Haley's um, plus-size body will gladly take his donut. Thank you. Oh, dear Lord, baby. Jesus, that was literally outrageous. You did not. (laughs) Mm -mm, Absolutely not. Well, anyways, since this podcast is already going to be probably miles long as it is going to... Oh, my gosh. Anyways... Since this podcast is probably going to be a mile long to begin with, let's get this shebang going. If you didn't know this, this is the start of our first series. Um, Get excited, y'all. And if you did happen to guess correctly, we are doing the Zodiac Killer this week, as we should. As we should, Haley. Yep, we are going to be the new Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. Do you have a preference on whether or not you want to be Robert Downey Jr. or Jake Gyllenhaal? In what regard? Do you even know what I'm talking about? No, I really don't. I don't know. Okay, so like, I'm disclaimer. If you don't know, like, anything about the Zodiac Killer, I'm also in your boat. And I know that sounds crazy because I do love me a good true crime moment i do consider myself to know a good chunk but like i just haven't divulged into that or dived into that and i only know it as far as what the criminal minds episodes that covered the person who was like imitating them if that makes sense so okay well i only asked you if you had a preference between jake gyllenhaal and robert downey jr because they are the two main characters in the zodiac movie Oh. Um, I'm assuming that Jake Gyllenhaal is probably the Zodiac. He is not the Zodiac. Honestly, you can be RDJ. I'll be Jake Gyllenhaal because he was a reporter and I did all the research for this episode. So who was the Zodiac? And every episode. Was it Robert Downey? Honey, you do. You don't know. The Zodiac has never been caught. Well, so, I just assumed if they were doing the Zodiac Killer that someone had to play the killer. 
Yeah. Um, I think RDJ also was a reporter. So I guess. Yeah, you could be RDJ. Okay. I mean, sounds good, I guess. As we should. You can be Iron Man. We love a good Iron Man. And technically, Jake Gyllenhaal is in the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home movie. Yeah, I know. We we saw that. Mm-hmm. Also, that movie is so good. I can't. The beginning scene when it's We were cackling. Everyone was cackling. They were playing in the arms of an angel. And it was freaking the Robert No, it was Downey. I Will... Wasn't it I Will Always Love You? Oh, wait. Yeah, it was Whitney Houston. I Will Always Love You. Sorry. I'm a fake stan, I guess. I'm just raving about this movie. To be fair, that was like almost two years ago at this point. Let's get into the shebang. As we should. <laughs> now... I'm just going to let you know that this is a lot to take in. So if at any point you have a question or questions, just cut me off, okay? As I always do. But thank you for letting Mm -hmm. me know that I can. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Okay, so here we go. The Zodiac Killer is an American serial killer who operated in Northern California from the 60s to the early 70s. The killer would send a series of letters and postcards to the San Francisco Bay Area Press. The letters would include four cryptograms. Do you know what a cryptogram is? Um, I'm pretty sure a cryptogram is like a puzzle or like wording thing that they have to like solve to get the clue or whatever, basically. Yep. So a cryptogram is a type of puzzle that consists of a short piece of encrypted text. Yes. Oh, wow. Sweetie really pulled that one right out of their butt also. So like... (laughs) Yeah. These cryptograms would talk about his crimes and his possible identity. The the Zodiac murdered five known victims in Vallejo, Napa County, and San Francisco between December 1968 and October 1969. He targeted young couples with one exception of a male cab driver. The Zodiac claimed to have murdered... 37 victims and has been linked to several other cold cases so do we know what the links are that the investigators were particularly looking for or is that something that you go into on each case the links i'm not really going to get into until like part three or four i want to get into the things that he like we know he did for sure and then the okay i see Zodiac's first of a series of murders would take place on Friday, December 20th, 1968. His victims would be high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Arthur Faraday. So, luckily, I know you love it when I do this, I was able to find background information on each of our victims. As you should. David was born October 2nd, 1951. He was an all-American kid. He was a good student, a Boy Scout, and a handsome young man. David once even confronted a marijuana dealer and threatened to report the man to the police, so... Not a marijuana dealer. Are you kidding me? Oh, dear Lord. He was doing a citizen's arrest on the devil's lettuce. And that rhymed, and I didn't even mean to do... (laughs) Sweet is a poet, and he didn't even know it. Uh, She knew how to rhyme, but... I guess I'll get them next time. That was good. Honestly, I'm low-key impressed. Honestly, I'm impressed with us because we really just pulled that one right out of our butts. Like, I just can't. Like, like as we should, you know. 
Yeah, I guess. Period. David had just turned 17 and just began dating when he found himself attracted to Betty Lou. Not a Betty Lou. Mm. Betty Lou was born on July 22, 1952. Betty was a talented artist and popular among her friends and other students. Betty and David met at a youth function and soon after David was visiting Betty at school. So I take it they didn't go to the same school, but he made time to go visit her, which, as he should. So, like, how did he get to know her if they didn't go to the same school, you know? I just told you they met at a youth function. Oh, well. <laughs> you just weren't listening. Honestly, I was zoning out. I'm kind of ADD. If you haven't noticed, it's fine. Like most teenage relationships, there was some jealousy between David and another boy who also liked Betty Lou. Not another boy. Okay, oh, come another through. another boy. Honey's getting the deja boy confront- vu. Next up on driver's license. We love Olivia Rodrigo. The boy confronted David and they argued, but David was determined to continue the relationship and planned his first date with Betty. As they should. The day came for their first date. David and Betty planned to attend a Christmas concert at Hogan High School. When it came time to go to the concert, the couple, instead, decided to visit a friend before stopping at a local restaurant and then drove out to Lake Hammond Road. We love a good Lake Hammond Road. At 10.15 p.m., David parked his car in an area most known as Lover's Lane. Not Lover's Lane. Uh Uh-uh, no, no, no. The couple was then met with another car that parked beside their car. That's when you know it's time to skedaddle. If someone's parking up next to you, I mean, I wouldn't know, but like, I would just assume that like if someone's like parked next to you, they're like, it's time to bounce. You know what I mean? I feel like people would prefer their distance in areas like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The person in the car exited and walked towards David's car, ordering the couple to get out. Betty exited the car first. David was halfway out of the car when the other driver shot him in the head. Um, Honey didn't even give him a moment to breathe. Just oh wait. Oh my gosh. Just wait. The driver then proceeded to shoot Betty five times in the back as she tried to flee. Five times? Five. So, I'm confused because didn't you say okay. that there was two people who were interested in Miss Betty? I did say that. Well, wouldn't the easiest assumption be that it was the other guy? Because that sounds personal to me. I don't know, John. I didn't even think about that. Like, actually, you didn't think about that? <laughs> no, like, actually, I didn't think about that. Oh, my all. gosh. Um, But, like, five shots. The one guy didn't even let him get out of the car. Immediately shot. Couldn't care less. Proceeds to shoot Betty five times. Like, that sounds personal to me. It does sound very personal and honestly sounds like overkill to me. Uh Uh-huh. So. Like a lot of pent-up aggression. Sweetie has a theory and honestly, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I charge $60 an hour to any state police that would like to use the Do's and Donuts of Murder podcast as a source of information or theories. 
do be warned. Because some of y'all states, especially if you've listened to the last couple episodes, y'all need some work. And that's all I'm going to say. Anyways, back to the case. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Welcome back. We're circling back. It's fine. Betty was found 28 feet from the car. What? Yeah. He shot her five times and then proceeded to drag her 20 feet from the car. No, 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 no. He didn't drag her. She managed to run 28 feet away from the car while being shot in the back. Oh, my gosh. Honey had some adrenaline rush. Oh, my gosh. Fight or flight response really just did that. That's horrible. The other driver then drove off and David and Betty were found shortly after 11 p.m. Now, keep in mind, they parked there at 10.15 and were found dead at 11. So, did they check out the other dude? Was there anything ever about him? No. That's so weird to me because of the fact that he was mentioned enough in your research to know that he was a love interest to her, but he was never mentioned as a suspect, you know? I do know. And honestly, I'm going to say it again. I'm so proud of you. I'm just confused. I'm like, that seems like a pretty obvious thing to me. Like, do they like, I don't know. Well, this would be the first murder by the Zodiac. But it wouldn't be his last. His next victims would be Darlene Farron. And you're going to have to tell me how to say this guy's last name again because I don't remember, John. And I told you I wouldn't remember. I don't remember either. I know it just ends in O, not Ow. Okay. Well, his name is Michael. We're just going to call Michael M because Haley really is having a hard time remembering how to say his name. That's fine. You're good. Okay. As you should. Thank you. I also found um, background information on these people because I know you love it when I do that. I sure do. Darlene was born on March 17th, 1947. She was one of 10 children. Darlene was also very family oriented, which we love to see. Um, the only thing I could find on Michael was that he was born on October 29th, 1947. Okay. So. Um, first question. Were these two, like, did they look even remotely similar to the first two victims? Not really, because the first two victims were in high school, and these people were definitely not in high school. Okay. But, like, even hair color, eye color. John. This was in the 60s. All the pictures I saw were in black and white or brown. That sucks. Well, so to me, they all had the same eye color and hair color. So I don't know. Oh, dear Lord. There wasn't any descriptions. No. Otherwise, I would have put it in there. I love my life. A sweetie's trying to make connections. I know you you are literally turning into Jonathan the Great Detective and I need you to just slow your roll. Don't even bring the home. How dare you? How dare I what? What are you even talking about? Why are you looking at me like that? What's my favorite Disney movie? 
The Rescuers Down Under. What's the second movie? The Great Mouse Detective? Question mark. Yep, it sure is. Um, I have not seen that movie. The Disrespect. I'm sorry. Honestly, I think it was one of those movies that we were supposed to watch and I fell asleep, so. My jaw just dropped. How do you fall asleep in The Rescuers? I didn't fall asleep in The Rescuers. The Rescuers Down Under is one of my favorite Disney movies too, so don't even. Oh, but the second one just gave you some good old lambs and lullabies because she went to Naptown. <laughs> lambs and lullabies? Are Honey you to, went to Lazy Town to bake a pretty cake in that moment. Like, uh-uh. The disrespect. I'm sorry. I'll forgive you. But no, I was Thank just you. assuming that, like, if they looked even remotely similar, that would prove even more of a point that it was personal. Yes. And that it was possible that it could be, indeed, that one guy whom I don't remember his name. If you even said his name. but um, I didn't say his name. I didn't think you did. But, um, yeah. Do you want to give him a name? Would it make you feel better? Um, let's do Cletus. I like Cletus. It's a good name. I like Cletus, too. It is a great name. So we're going to do Cletus. Honestly, no. Retract that statement. I've changed my mind. We're going to do Tyrone because he was my favorite on the Backyard again. So, Tyrone it is. So, before midnight on July 4th, 1969, um, I'm glad these people also have a bad reputation with July 4th. What do you mean they have a bad reputation with July 4th? Before midnight on July 4th, 1969, Darlene and Michael drove into Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, which was seven minutes from the first murder. Seven minutes? Like seven minutes away, not like seven minutes ago it happened. It was seven minutes away. Uh-huh. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to let you continue because I'm not going to like go on a whole other yeah, tangent. But- let me get into the case and then you come up with whatever theory you need to come up with. Honestly, I'll try and keep most of my theories for later on. Thank you. You're welcome. The couple were sitting in the car when another car drove into the same lot alongside them. The car then drove away but came back minutes later, but this time with a vengeance. Okay, Tyrone. Simmer. The Zodiac parked behind the couple and got out of his car. He walked over to Darlene's passenger side door. He was carrying a flashlight and a 9mm lugger. Honestly, forewarning, the Zodiac will be referred to from me as Tyrone from here forward. Secondly, that's a bit much. Let me just shine this flashlight, disorient you, and then, yeah... Are you reading the document? Because that's literally my next sentence. No, I'm not. I have wavelengths in front of my face on Adobe Audition. So. Oh, okay. Call well, me Raven Simone. I can get you into the future. 
The Zodiac shined a flashlight in the couple's eyes before shooting at them. He shot them five times. Several bullets passed directly through Michael and into Darlene. The Zodiac then began walking away from the car but heard Michael moaning, so he turned around and shot each victim twice more and then drove off. So Tyrone likes the number five. Yes, Tyrone... Well, technically, he liked the number seven in this case, but yes, he does like the number five. And Terrasante. It's curious. It's got my brain moving. The gears are turning. On July 5th, 1969, a man called the police department to report and claim responsibility for the attack. He also took responsibility for the murders of David and Betty. The police were able to trace this phone call, but they traced it to a phone booth at a gas station at Spring Road and... I'm a lazy piece of garbage and I don't want to look up how to say it. Okay. The police were able to trace his phone call, but they were but they traced it back to a phone booth at a gas station. Okay, Tyrone. The fact that he took like the credit for both of the like killings or murders. So it could still be Betty's lover. Not Betty's lover, but Betty's wish she was lover. <laughs> Which I'm cutting that out because I don't want the Zodiac to come for me. So Betty's wish he was lover. <laughs> Tyrone. We love Tyrone. When the police arrived at the crime scene, they transported the couple to the hospital. So the sweeties were still alive after being As shot. That- they should. Darlene was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, got me all freaked. Wait, I'm not even done. Continue on, I apologize. Michael was able to survive the attack despite being shot in the face, the neck, and chest. Thank God. But, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine that. Just, uh, mm -mm. no, no, Mm -hmm. could not be me. Luckily, Michael was able to describe his attacker. As he should. I'm guessing that he described him as Tyrone, T-Y-R-O-N-E, in all uppercase letters. Did I spell Tyrone right? I have no idea. I have no idea either. Sorry to all the Tyrones in the world if I spelt your name wrong, but not the Tyrone I'm referring to. I'm not sorry. He described the Zodiac, or Tyrone, as a 26 to 30-year-old, 195 to 200 pounds, 5'8", white male with short light brown curly hair okay so anyways i'll get back into it this would be the first composite sketch of the zodiac or tyrone whatever tyrone and i'm tyrone (laughs) after the second murder the zodiac began writing and sending letters to various news resources and to the police on August 1st, 1969, three letters written by the Zodiac were received at the Vallejo Times-Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. We love a good San Francisco Examiner. The letters were seemingly identical and took credit for the shootings at Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs. Each letter included one-third of a 408 cryptogram. Do you want to take a guess as to why it was called a 408 cryptogram? Was there 408, like, characters or, like, pieces to it? Is that all they have, like, known of the cryptogram? Because is the cryptogram, like, solved completely? 
Oh, sweetie, they solved it. And I'm going to tell you exactly what it said. Oh, as you should. In this cryptogram, the Zodiac claimed it contained his identity. Um, Sweetie is a liar. Of course he is. In the letter, the killer demanded the symbol be printed on each paper's front page or he would cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. Wow. He really knows how to get what he wants, I guess. Wow. He's right to the point. Yeah, he's very blunt. On August 7th, 1969, six days after the first letter, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutation, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Okay, Tyrone. Simmer down. This would be the first time he would use that name to identify himself. I guess he did not like his first name of Tyrone anymore. Okay, well, at least I didn't pick Pablo. How dare you, Pablo was my favorite, so... I'm sorry. I loved all of them. But, like, Tyrone and Uniqua were definitely my favorite. We loved me a good Pablo and a good Austin, but Tasha was kind of annoying, in my opinion. Your face says that you want to say something, but you're not saying it. Are you just impressed that I know the names of them still, or...? No, because I also know the names because I'm an avid tiktok watcher but um and i'm tired i don't know them well enough i don't know them well enough to actually form an opinion on them other than the fact that i know that pablo was my favorite oh can't relate get me talking about um oh my gosh what is it called never mind i can't remember what it's called okay this letter was a result of the police chief's request for more details that he committed the murders the letter went on to say This is the Zodiac speaking. In answer to your asking for more details about the good times I'm having in Vallejo, I shall be very happy to supply even more detail. By the way, are the police having a good time with the code? If not, tell them to cheer up. When they do crack the code, they will have me. On the 4th of July, I did not open the car door. The window was rolled down already. The boy was originally sitting in the front seat when I began firing. When I fired the first shot at his head, he leaped backwards in the front. When I fired the first shot at his head, he leaped backwards, thrashing out very violently with his legs. That's how I shot him in the knee. I did not leave the scene of the killing with squealing tires and racing engine as described in the Vallejo paper. I drove away quite slowly as so not to draw attention to my car. The man who told police that my car was brown was, um, for a lack of better terms, and so that way we don't get canceled, we are going to say he was an African-American man, but the Zodiac used a different word that we are not comfortable using. As we should, as he shouldn't have. He was about 40 to 45, rather slappily dressed. I was in the phone booth having some fun with the Vallejo cop when he was walking by. When I hung up the phone, the damn thing began to ring, and that drew his attention to me and my car. Well, I'm glad the phone rang, but Honey is a narcissist to a T. One day after this letter was received, Donald and Betty Harden cracked the 408 symbol cryptogram. They found the cryptogram to contain a misspelled message in which the killer seemed to reference the most dangerous game. There were no names decoded in this letter. The killer said he would not ever give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. The decoded cryptogram read, 
I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because the man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is when I die, I will be reborn in paradise, spelled P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E. Okay. And then it went on to say, and all that I have killed become my slaves for my afterlife. And then he put a bunch of letters at the end that um make no sense and still don't make any sense. Well, do they know if they actually decoded it correctly? I don't know. I think they just took their word for it. Well, why would he misspell paradise? And why would there be a ton of extra little random words at the letters at the end? You know what I mean? I don't know because he's crazy. I guess so. Maybe he was trying to throw him off, but I don't know. It's just weird to me. I just didn't like how he said it was better than getting his rocks off with a girl. That made me uncomfy. I don't know. The whole vibe to me just didn't... I didn't have the same tone as the rest of the direct letters had. And that's what makes me think that... I don't know. It just doesn't sound the same. I mean, I'm not going to be... I'm just some random person. So, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I don't think it's decoded correctly. But, like... There was a distinct tone to the direct letters. And this one was like, it just was different to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, it just didn't feel like it was from the same person. Or that it was being said correctly. If you know well, what I mean. Well, I mean, a lot of like theorists believe like, I'm not going to cover this because... Personally, I don't think so, but, like, also there wasn't enough, like, evidence in my research that I found that to support this. But a lot of theorists believe that the Zodiac actually is, like, two people instead of just the one. Okay. So it could be Tyrone and Pablo. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but, like, that still wouldn't even make sense to me either. So, I don't know. I just don't see someone who obviously is extremely intelligent misspelling the word paradise on purpose. I don't know. I'm just reading it the way it came out. No, I know. I know. I know you don't know. I don't know. They don't know, obviously. But, I don't know. It just seemed someone to someone who isn't very knowledgeable on the topic and has been just recently educated on it. So consider me a blank canvas, if you will. It just seems different than the other ones, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, like, in the later episodes, we'll get into, like, more letters and more cryptograms. So, like, we can kind of compare them all. Yeah, that will also, I'm sure, help. But as far as the Zodiac Killer goes for today, that's all I've got. Well, he obviously is one crazy dude, Tyrone. I just, I will forever refer to him as Tyrone. And I really just, I just, I don't know. I just Honestly, if you don't put like in the episode cover a picture of Tyrone from the Backyardigans on there, I will honestly be kind of disappointed. Honestly, I probably will. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, 
I feel like that is something that really should have just been looked at. That is the first thing that they do in any other type of case in this thing. It's the love interests. It's the like little lines of people who cross paths with each other. You know what I mean? It's the people who can be angsty, petty. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like how? Like he had to have a good alibi, a good one for him to get out of that. And I want to know what it is. I do. But yeah, that's wild. I can't. Mm -mm. Well, I think that is it for today, everyone. Anything else that you need to add, Haley? Nope. I think I've covered it all for today. So we've gathered that um, he could be someone named Tyrone. Um, He is a narcissist and he's crazy. So um, make sure you guys check back for the next episode. As you may know, we have been running a contest all week long on our Instagram page, Do's and Donuts of Murder podcast. It is a contest to guess who the topic or killer of the week is. We will be running this contest weekly or each week the topic changes. And whomever gets the correct answer first wins a $10 Starbucks gift card. For all the current rules and guidelines, please check out our Instagram page where the contest will always be ran. For everyone who participated, thank you so much. There was a lot of participation this week, a lot more than the first week. That may have something to do with the fact that we had more listeners than we usually do within the past couple of episodes. But regardless, thank you guys so very much for participating. We greatly appreciate it. This week's winner is... Courtney Lynch. Thank you so much, Courtney, for participating. We appreciate it so much, and we will get you your prize very soon. For those of you who didn't win, don't worry. The contest will start back up when the series is over or when another topic is covered. As always, we thank you guys for participating, and we truly hope that you continue to do so because we would love to get you a Starbucks gift card because who doesn't love free coffee to go with their donuts when they listen to this podcast, you know? You know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed. Until next week, check us out on our Instagram and Twitter pages, Do's and Donuts and Murder Podcast. If you want to send us in questions or if you want to answer some of our questions we may have asked during the podcast, connect with us on anchor.fm slash do's dash and dash donuts dash of dash murder where you can send us in a voice memo that we can include in next week's podcast. If you'd like to give this episode a five-star rating and review, that would be greatly appreciated and extremely helpful. Until next week. Bye. Bye.